bless, the, the framework of this word bless as an acronym to help you uh, remember five ways to bless your neighbor and, and change the world. And this morning, we're be going to look at that first letter, B, which stands for begin with prayer. And so as we look at beginning with prayer, I think it's fitting that we should begin with prayer. So would you stand with me as we read Scripture and then pray this morning for what God is going to speak to us? Beginning or looking in Mark chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he, Jesus, was home. And Many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, He said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they had, uh, they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins? He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for your goodness to us, God. I pray that you would speak to us this morning, challenge us, stir us, open our eyes to the wondrous things that are in your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. You may have a seat. When Kirsten, my wife, and I were dating um, many, many moons ago, we, one night after one of our dates, we, uh, we finished up, I dropped her off at home, and on the car ride from her house to mine, I had one of the most intense moments of prayer in my life. Now, some of you probably have an idea of what you think my prayer was like. Maybe even some of you have prayed a prayer like that, something like, God, please show me if this is the one, or maybe even, God, please let this be the one, or possibly, God, please don't let me mess this up. But that was not my prayer. None of those were what I was praying. So you see, earlier in the night, we had eaten hibachi, which is my favorite, my absolute favorite in the world. But I have a, a love-hate relationship with both gluten and soy. Uh, my mouth loves them, but my bowels hate them. And so we had eaten hibachi, which is 
pretty much all soy. Anyway, so we, we had eaten hibachi, and I had some, some rumbles um, for the rest of the evening, and I finally made it to the end. Uh, I persevered to the end. I dropped her off, and I headed for home, and immediately on my way home, it was like my stomach went full-on attack. This is dangerous. It was bad. I had a five-minute drive from, my, from her house to mine, and the entire way home, I had one prayer, God, please let me hold it. By a show of hands, how many of you, I'm just playing, don't, don't, I'm just, I'm just joking, don't embarrass yourselves like that, but as silly as this is, uh, we know in those moments of deep desperation, we find the ability to pray, right? The rest of our lives, we may struggle to pray, but in moments of deep desperation, prayers just, just jump out of us. They, they come out of us not caring how well it's worded. Often, we're not even really concerned with how deep our faith is in it. We just pray. It just comes out of us. On a, serious, on a more serious note, if, if you have ever received a, a diagnosis or gotten a phone call, or been sat down in your boss's office and received some words that have removed all hope and replaced it with fear, you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to, to consider the proper words to say. It doesn't have to be a clear, coherent, well-rounded prayer. Most of the time, it just comes out of us as a help. Or maybe even why. But in those moments of desperation, we find ourselves praying, right? It's in the regular everydayness of life that we find it's difficult to pray. It's not in the desperate moments that we find difficulties in prayer. It is in the mundane, every ordinary day that we struggle to pray. We get bored. We get overly concerned with our proper wording. We get frustrated that things are taking longer than we want them to take. We get discouraged because it seems as though God is not listening to this prayer that I'm asking, and so we stop. It is difficult to pray in a consistent manner day after day after day after day. And what we're going to talk about this morning as we look to bless our neighbors is that as we pursue God and help others do the same, our prayer life matters. Our prayer life is actually front and center of this whole evangelistic moment that we're looking at. Our prayer life should be consistent and intentional. And throughout the, the life of Jesus, we see this rhythm of prayer and then ministry, right? We see him pray and then minister. And so if we're not careful, we can read throughout the life of Jesus and we can mix up this order of what he does and we can see it as though Jesus he ministers and then he withdraws to pray. 
right? If we're, not, if we're not careful, we can see prayer as a retreat and recovery. But if you really look at it, you see that Jesus' natural rhythm was prayer and then ministry. It was from prayer that he ministered. And you see this most clearly in, in Luke chapter 4. At the beginning of his ministry, before he ever did anything, we see Jesus withdraw into the wilderness to pray and fast for 40 days. He, he steps away from everything and he prays. He spends some concentrated time in prayer and then he goes back into the city, back into the synagogue, and then he begins his ministry. Jesus' natural, normal rhythm was prayer and then ministry. Prayer and then ministry. But we often get this mixed up. We reserve prayer simply for, uh, for our, our moments of withdrawal and, and, and rest instead of our launching pad for ministry. We, we look at prayer as the last resort instead of the first step. I don't know how many times I've heard that in in, in situations that are dire, well, all that we have left to do is pray, as prayer is the last resort. Prayer should not be the last resort. It should be the first step because what happens is often when we are at the moment of desperation, we don't have the full words to pray, right? It just comes out as, as help. But if we would learn to consistently, continually pray, we could have some more well-rounded, more theologically sound, more firmly footed prayers. Hudson Taylor, the, the great missionary to China in the late 1800s, said, Do not have your concert first and then tune your instrument afterwards. Begin the day with the word of God and prayer and get first all into harmony with them. Some of us, some of us need to learn that. We need to learn that we should not go work and do and minister and be and do all of these things and then withdraw to pray. Instead, we should begin with prayer. And I understand that a lot of us, probably the majority of us, are thinking, ministry? I'm not in ministry. I'm an accountant. Like ministry is what you do. Ministry is, 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 is that's, that's what the, the, the pastors do, right? I'm not in, in ministry. And we, what we do is we, we feel often in the church that evangelism and discipleship are, are, are acts of the church, not the individual. Well, I'm happy to inform you that you don't get off that easy. Evangelism and discipleship is all of our work. Every single person who is a part of the church is called by God to make disciples. That means every single one of us is called to evangelize and disciple. Every single one of us is called to go and make disciples. We should begin with prayer. 
We should begin with prayer. Now, I know that there are some of us in here who, who don't pray simply because we don't know how to pray or we don't know what we should pray for. And, and I understand that the, the how-to is, the, is probably the number one concern and reason that most people do not pray. So I want to begin. I want to begin here with giving us three, uh, three quick ways that we can begin with prayer. Three ways we could begin with prayer. First, I, I want us to begin to pray for the one. Pray for the, the one. In this passage in Mark that we read just a moment ago, we have a, a man who is paralyzed. Man who is paralyzed, we're not real sure what was wrong with him, just that something is. He's a, a paralytic and he's brought in by his four friends. He couldn't get to Jesus, so four of his friends picked up his bed and they carried him to Jesus. And they couldn't get close enough, so they carried him to the roof and they lowered him down to Jesus. And Jesus was so moved by this act that he saved this man right there. He healed him and then saved his soul right there. And, and I want us to notice just a couple of things uh, about this here. First, these, these men, these, these, these four men were carrying their friend. They were bringing him to Jesus because he couldn't get himself to Jesus. Now, we're not completely sure if this guy even wanted to get to Jesus, but he made it to Jesus either way because his friends would not take no for an answer. They brought him to Jesus. They, they persisted. They, they continued in. They, they brought him. They picked him up and carried him to, to Jesus. Each one of us needs to begin praying for that one person that we can carry to Jesus that, that does not know Jesus, that does not have relationship with Jesus that we can pick up and carry to him, maybe not physically, but in our prayers. We need to begin to pray for the one. There are, there are actually two parts to this type of prayer. First, it is a request that God would give you a heart for someone's salvation. It begins within you that God would do something within you to make you eager to see them know God, that he would, he would put that, that burden within you for their salvation. So part of this Praying for the one is, is praying that God would burden us for someone. As you came in, you all received one of these cards, and on one side of it, it says, who's my one? And I want you, and in a little bit, we're going to pray for this one, and I want you to be thinking about who is my one? Who is this one person? And as we begin, I, I want us to say, God, make me, make me concerned about them. Make me concerned about their soul, about their salvation. Don't blow past this fact that God saw their faith. Not just his faith, but their faith. The faith of these men that brought this paralytic to Jesus, their faith was part of this. Don't blow past that. Our faith is part of this whole journey. Our prayers are part of this whole journey for somebody else. 
God wants us to be a part of that. So we need to lean into this and begin praying for the one. God, show me who you want me to pray. God, make me feel this for somebody. Make me burdened for them. Make me concerned for them. And then the other part of this is making it personal by making it specific. It's not just this general pray for somebody to get saved or this general God use me to save somebody. No, God, give me a specific name that I can pray for. Give me a specific name that I can pray for because we need to make it personal for us by making it specific. This is not simply This is not just simply somebody needs Jesus. This is my friend needs Jesus. This is my child needs Jesus. This is is my parent needs Jesus or, or my sibling needs Jesus. This is somebody that I care about is going to spend an eternity in separation from Jesus in hell. I need to see God reach them. God, save them. Make it personal by making it specific. Don't just continue praying, God, give me somebody. God, give me this person. Give me a burden for this person. God, open the doors for this person who doesn't have a walk with you. They need to know you. Who is that one? Pray for that one. And then the second way we should pray is to pray consistently. Pray consistently. In the story about this man and his four friends, the, the second thing that, that, that I, I just jumps out to me is the, the persistence in, their, in their, their bringing him to Jesus. They come to the, the closed doors. It's, it's full. They can't make their way to Jesus. And instead of giving up like they could have, instead they did what they had to do to get him to Jesus. They, they, were, they were persistent. They consistently brought him to Jesus, they didn't let the the obstacles, they didn't let the the roadblocks get in the way. They they persisted in their, their efforts of getting this man to Jesus. But how often do we get discouraged because it takes too long? How often do we get because it doesn't seem as though God is moving the way we want him to move at the speed we want him to move? How often do we get, get discouraged because it does not seem as though this person that I'm praying for is making any steps toward God? God, what is happening? And we get discouraged and we get frustrated and then we give up. How often do we do that? We need to commit to praying for that one consistently, daily, bringing them before the Lord in prayer. God, reach them. God, save them. As James said, the persistent prayer of the righteous has great power in it. I am an example of that prayer. I'm an example that that prayer works. 
I wanted nothing to do with God or church or anything. And then my parents spent 21 days prayer and fasting for me that God would grip my heart. And I know it was many days after that before God did anything. And I know it was consistent prayer from that time on until the moment that I finally said yes. But I am, uh, I am an example that prayer, persistent, consistent prayer works. Prayer, consistent works. The second thing is pray consistently. The third way we should pray is pray for a way. Pray for a way. Look for an opportunity. See, the, the, the gentleman that brought him there could have given up when they saw that he couldn't get closed. They could have been like, ah, oh, man, this isn't close enough. They could have given up, but instead they continued to look for a way to get him down to Jesus. They kept looking for every opportunity, every opening to get this man to Jesus. Friends, God wants to use you to reach the people in your life. Now, I, it, it blows my mind that God would use me to reach people. Trust me, it blows my mind that he uses me to reach people. But he does. He desires to use us as part of his mission, as part of his reaching, as part of bringing people to himself. He uses us. He uses you and me even though we are unqualified, even though we are unfit, even though we are hypocrites. He still uses us. And so we, we need to begin to pray for our way, pray for a way. God, show me how you can use me in this life. We have our one. We have the name written down. We're praying for them that God would reach them. He would, he would consume them. He would reveal his heart to them. And we're praying, God, use me. Open a door for me to step through to point him or her to you. Some of us, we are, are just, we're sitting back and we're, we're waiting for that opportunity and we're going to continue waiting because we're not actually praying for an opportunity and we're not actually looking for an opportunity. We're just sounding good by saying, I'm just waiting for God to open a door. We need to be actively looking for a door to walk through. We need to be looking for those opportunities to, to, to step into and point people to Jesus. And I, and I know, I know that it's, it's difficult and I know that fear often keeps us from walking through those doors. I get it. Trust me. I, I, I understand that. I remember when I, I first became a, a follower of Jesus in, in college, my, my junior year of college, that summer is when I, um, I, God just wrecked me and I surrendered to him and then surrendered to ministry and I went back. And, and I, I remember when I, when I went back to college, I had my, uh, my friends that, that I used to, to party with, that these were the ones that I really wanted God to reach. I knew they needed Jesus. I knew how desperate they were for something. And so I, I, I began praying for them and I prayed every day for months for Josh Parks and, and, and Josh Speed. And every day I would pray, God, use me. 
Use me. Open a door for me to step through. And, and I, I, one day I, I received an invitation to go to this event and preach at this event. And, and I felt, this, I felt this, this thing in my stomach that, that I should invite Parks to go with me. And I, I was like, okay, uh, all right, yeah, I can, I can invite him. And, and, and I felt strongly that I should invite him to go with me. And I, I began to pray, God, if this is you... If you are really wanting me to invite him, I want you to, to open a door and make it clear. So that day, I, I went to, to the locker room before practice, and I, I walked in, and almost immediately, Josh Parks is sitting there, and he says, he says, what's up, Hayden? I was like, hey, man. And he said, what are you doing tonight? And here it is. This is my opportunity, right? This is my opportunity. And, and, and I, I said, all right, God, God, if this is, if this is you... If you're opening the door, make it clear and obvious that, that, that you, want me to, you want me to invite him. And so I was like, man, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to, to preach at, at this, this thing. What are you doing? And he was like, oh, I, I don't have any plans. I'm just actually looking for something. I mean, it's clear, right? God is saying, yes, invite him. And so obviously I said, cool, man. We'll see you later. And I just walked away, and I got dressed, and we went to practice. And after practice, he came up to me, and he was like, hey, Hayden, do you, uh, do you think I could go with you tonight? And I was like, yeah, man, I, I think it would be fine. Sure, I think you could go with me. And so we, he went with me, and that night I... That night I preached the gospel with the most passion I'd ever preached because my friend was right there in front of me and I knew how much he needed Jesus. And he sat there and he stared at me with this look like, what are you saying? We got in the truck and we were driving back home and didn't say a word. I just sat there and he finally looked at me and he was like, hey man, you know that... The thing you were saying tonight, like how Jesus died so that, that we can know him, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. And he's like, you know, I was, I was thinking, you and I have done pretty much the same stuff, right? And I was like, yeah. And he said, I, if God could save you, if he could forgive you and save you, he could probably forgive me, right? Absolutely, man. And I pulled my truck over to the side of the road, and, and I sat there on the side of the road, and I, I walked him through what it, what it means to, to repent and, and ask God to forgive you and save you and what it means to walk with him. And I, I look back on that moment often, not as an awesome opportunity for me, honestly. I, I look back on that moment, and I'm grateful for the grace of God that he got saved in spite of me, not because of me. Friends, I, 
If we begin to look for a way, if we begin to pray for an open door, God will open a door for us to walk through. And the good news is that if you are fearful like I was, if you are, are, are timid like I was, if you are rebellious like I was, God is still good enough that he will work things out either way. God wants to use us. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But God wants to use us to bring people to himself. We saw that last week in Genesis 12 where he told Abram, through you all the peoples of the world will be blessed. God wants to use his people to bring the world to himself. He wants to use us. We need to begin by trying to be a part of this, by simply praying for God to put someone on our hearts and then looking for ways to jump into that, to step into their lives. So often we just sit on the sidelines of this whole thing and wait for God to use us. And we wait for God to open doors. And we wait for God to show us what to do when God is like, man, I am giving you every opportunity. What is wrong with you? See, some of us, some of us this morning, you are that one for someone else. Some of you, there is somebody right now praying for you. Whether in this room or somewhere else, maybe you came here thinking in your mind that you were appeasing them by coming here. Maybe maybe you're here because you don't understand why you're here. You you, You don't quite get it. But God has a bigger plan and a better plan than you simply appeasing the person you came with. Or making somebody feel better about you because you you came here this morning. God has a plan for your life. I'm going to tell you what some wise person told me one time. God is after you and you can't outrun him. This morning, some of you are that one for somebody else and you need to stop running. You can stop running. You can find forgiveness. You can find peace. You can find that joy. You can find what it is that you're actually looking for. You can find that thing that will fill that void that is deep inside of you this morning. And it's not that difficult. It's not that it's not that complicated. It is just simply saying, God, save me a sinner, and he will. God, please welcome me, and he will. Some of us, some of us are having a name come to our mind right now that we need to begin praying for. This is where this little card comes in handy. 
I want you to take this, and I want you to write a name down. I want every person in here to write a name down on this card, and, and I don't want you to just do it just to do it. I want you to look at this name every day and pray this name out loud every day that God would grip their hearts, that God would bring them to you. Some of you, there's a name coming to mind, and that is your one. That is the person that God is wanting to use you in their life to reach, to bring him or her to God. Write that name down and commit to praying for them every day. And there are some of us, some of us who have been praying for years for that one. There are parents who have been praying for years for that one. Some of us, we've been praying for years for our, our friends. Some of us, we're praying for our parents. We're praying that God would move in their lives, that God would grip their hearts, that God would do something, and you are at the point where you're, you're almost ready to give up because what's the point? Nothing is happening. I want to encourage you, don't, don't give up. Don't give in. I thank God every day that there was a little lady named Bonnie Hayden that would, would not give up. Wouldn't let my dad give up. And they prayed every day for me until that day where God was like, okay. It finally clicked. Don't give up. It gets difficult, I know. It gets discouraging, I know, but don't give up. Be consistent and persistent in your prayer. So this morning, this morning, I, I, I want to close with a, a time of guided prayer, right? I mean, we're beginning with prayer. I don't want to send us off with, okay, now go home and pray. I want us to together pray. So I, I want to guide us through a, a moment of prayer. I want to say to guide us through a moment of prayer. So I, right now, everybody grab this card. If you have it, if you have a pen, um, grab that. If, there, if you don't have a pen, there should be one in the seat back in front of you. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to take this card, and in a second, we're going to begin to pray, right? We're going to begin to pray for, for who this one is. But I want us to, to grab this card and get it ready. Ben, you can go ahead and come and play some spirit-filled music that will just get us right into the mood to, to pray, right? Right now, I want us to begin by praying for God to put within us a burn for somebody else, a burden, a passion, a fire for God to reach this person. And I, I want you to not just pray that God would give you people, but that God would give you a person that you're going to commit to praying for at the very least the entire month of October. 
right? We could do that. We could pray 31 days for a name, right? I, hopefully we continue after until God grips their heart. But, but I, I want us to commit for, to pray for that. So I want us right now, everybody just, we have this card out and I, I want us all just to close our eyes and take a moment Take a moment to just pray, God, I pray that you would give me that one person that you want me to pursue. And then I'm going to pray for us all together. Just go ahead right now. Begin to pray for that one. pray that you would give each one of us a passion to see people come to you, that you would give each one of us, give each one of us a, just a burn in our chest for this one person to come to know you. God, obviously, we want to see more than just them come to know you, but God, we want this person more than anything else. We want them to know you. God, I pray that you would give each one of us that name, God, that we can write down, and God, give us a commitment to pray for them every day. second thing I, I want us to pray I want us to pray for that one the name that you wrote down if you if you still don't have a name that's fine just pray that God would open doors for you to, to step through to lead people to him to point people to him but if you have that name this is what I want you to do right now. I, I want you to pray for that person by name right now that God would go to them where they are, would grip their heart, would bring them to himself. Pray that God would open doors for you to pour into their lives right now. Pray, pray for that one right now, and then I'm going to pray for all of us together. pray for each name that was just brought before you. God, you would 
begin a work in their heart right now that you would bring them to you. You would convict them of sin. You would overwhelm them with your love. God, I pray for each name that was mentioned, God, that you would do what needs to be done in their life. God, we know that no one can come to you. No one can come except for the Father, draw him. We, I, I get that, God, but we're asking that you move, that you work, that you open doors, that you make a way, God, for us to speak into their lives, to pour into them, to point them to you. name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want us to continue praying for that one. This week in your groups, you're, you're going to actually get a, a card that will have other names. It'll have spots for eight names, actually. These are people that God wants you, that, that God wants you to pour into them and bless them. But this one is, is, a, is a special name. This is the, the person that you desperately know needs Jesus. The other is just, how can I show them your love? Now, I want us, as we, in our groups, we share the names of the eight that we have in our grid at, in, in our group time. I, I want us to also share who is this one. And I want all of us to commit at least once a week in that group time to pray for everybody else's one. I believe that God is going to do something. I believe God is going to do something great in our lives and in the lives of the people that we are bringing before him. I really do. believe it begins with us, begins in prayer. God, change my heart. Help me care. Help me be burdened for somebody. Would you stand and worship with us?